once again to Mindfuck. Great to have you with us. Really excited with what we have in store for you today. We are doing another of our follow-up sessions. Laura is back on the show. Laura really turned the tables on me the last time that we met and shifted the balance of power. So I'm really excited to see what kind of shifts Laura was able to make as she really steps into a more powerful way of showing up in her world. Laura. Hi. Good to see you. Uh, (laughs) What is that? (laughs) That's how I feel today. A little disjointed. A little disjointed. All right. Well, we had um, we had quite the session the last time we met <laughs> that spun me around. I had so that was um, that was a lot of fun and very entertaining for me to watch myself. So what's mm. um, what's happened since then, and what's going on today now? What's happened since then? What's going on? Well, what's going on today now? Let me go with that. All right. Um, well, I looked at the notes or I, I listened again. I listened a couple times to our podcast and then I took notes. That was really cool to see the branding stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because you really settled into kind of a, a, a groove, like a real truth, a real um, expansion. Like you just you yes. just settle into something much bigger. Yes, I'm still feeling out the grooves, contours of that. The acceptance of it is there. The um, the the sharing it is the challenge. Um, a couple of things that I really caught my attention when I looked at it and, and actually took notes was the curated way of showing up. Mm-hmm. Really thought about that and how that works. And what that's about. And I'm not saying I fully understand any of it really still, but I definitely like the stepping into the more biggerness. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely, de- I'm definitely just living that, just living it. So when you say the curated thing, say, say more about that. Um, it's something that I have an intuitive understanding of. It's that whole, you know, everybody loves everybody else's vulnerability. You know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how to be that authentically myself and not always trying to be the, um, I got this all figured out. I love to just think about what I'm doing next or something that's happening that feels good that I've got it. I know my next step. I've got it figured out. Mm. But I don't always. Well, that's where the adventure lies, right? <laughs> In the not knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm there. I, honestly, I, I'm just feeling a little, a little off kilter, a little... Fragile, even if you will. Like I just bleh, kind of at a loss. So tell me more. What does off kilter feel like? Give me a feeling word. A little anxious. Okay. It sounds like to me like you're in a little bit of contraction. Mm. Mm. That's that sounds descriptive. Mm-hmm. 
right? Because you, you've touched into, you know, you mentioned it earlier, like the magnitude, right? Like really coming forward in a bigger, more powerful way. And the idea of, of getting close to that can send us, if we, if we get too, too close to the edge where we're borderline out of our range, where it's almost out of our tolerances, yeah, out of, yeah. you know, where we're not, where it's like beyond our capacity for the moment, then the, the, the typical response is to go into contraction, right? Like run, run back home to mama, right? <laughs> like I'm going to go hide in my room. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think maybe there's a little bit, because you did, you stepped into something that was powerful and unapologetic and, you know, and, you know, even, even sexy really. Um, <laughs> and now there's that, oh my God, I don't know about this. Like that's like, there's a, like that, there's a hesitance to embrace the reality of that because mm. it's scary. It's outside the framework, right? This is like new and, and it's, there's all the fears come up of, oh, I'm going to sound like an egomaniac or it's like, like whatever they are, however that plays out in our head. Right. Yeah. And it's been a lifelong thing of like how to integrate all these parts of yourself. Here's the other thing that I really heard and just loved. And this I've been living with since, since we talked six weeks ago mm -hmm. is there is the truth, or I don't remember exactly how you put it, but there's truth and there are preferences. And the truth right. doesn't care about my preferences. That, living with that has been a really profound six weeks. And right. I want to really be with that and see what does life bring? And, um, you know, instead of complaining about it or worrying about it, just like notice it, be curious about it, you know? Right. Yeah, when we, we that's the difference between my truth and the truth, right? Yes. My truth is wow. all about my preferences, my desires, what I want and don't want, like or don't like, and the truth is that resonant frequency that just lands in the body as as truth. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. And again, that you know, that's a great I'm glad that you remember that because the truth doesn't give a shit about your preferences. Doesn't care what my truth is. <laughs> I absolutely just love that. I, I know I talked about being an astrologer and you know, we all have all these different archetypes and we want this and that and no matter how unconventional I am, there's still conventional things that you think you want and your energy's just not aligned to that and just how to just roll with all of that and in, and integrate the parts of myself. I want to say more about that because mm -hmm. you talked about premiere and these things as a recruiter and as working. And yeah. I remember even just back in my twenties, like how do you integrate these executive recruiter things with being a very unconventional hippie, witch person. And I, I think it's more acceptable now for sure, mm -hmm. but it's still a little bit of a challenge to be authentic with that. In, and in it will be met with resistance. It's, you know, I, I love that you bring this up. Um, it's actually something that I'm wrestling with right now. I'm in this uh, professional networking thing. And, you know, and in my profile, I because I, I put in there as, as like my job title, what my clients have reflected to me, you know, one of them said, you're, you're not a coach, you're like this executive shaman, witch doctor, you know, I know I you thing. Put witch doctor, you right? witch doctor and, this week anyway. Right. And I got a phone call about that from somebody at the corporate office of this, uh, this networking group saying, that's not professional. That's not, you know, what we do. And I'm like, look, <laughs> I, I hear you. And 
it used to be unprofessional to show up in jeans and a t-shirt. It was like, you have to wear a suit. I'm like, now where, where I am in Southern California, right in the whole, you know, Silicon Beach area, the, the people that are really crushing it have transcended the suits. They look borderline homeless when they're jumping into their Ferraris. Oh, like shit has changed and you oh, need yeah. to get ahead of the power curve. Yeah. I got a million stories about that, including losing a 10 year relationship with a managing partner of an executive search firm because I showed up at a software company wearing jeans. And you right. know what? The CEO was wearing jeans. And I think the reason she booted me, she just couldn't deal couldn't deal with the fact that I was way more aligned with the whole thing than she was. When, when you decide to do what is aligned and, and to really embrace the truth of who and what you are, it will meet with rejection from anyone and everyone who is not doing that. Like it just will, you know? And when you start to build, whether it's a business or a life on that, which is true, all that isn't true is likely to crumble and fall away. I was working with a client and the first thing I did, he, he hired me to help him build his, uh, he's got, a, he's a very well-to-do wealth manager. And um, he said he wanted to build his business on that, which was true. And I said, well, be careful what you wish for, because I'm going to bring it to you. And he says, yeah, but I want to grow my business in this direction. So the first thing I did was lose him about $350,000 because that stuff had to fall away. Now, I didn't worry about this, and even he didn't worry about this because he knew we were moving in a new direction and creating space for you know 10 times that. But the point being, you got to be willing to knock down the old stuff if you're going to build the new. Yeah, and I'm in the empty space now, so it's really mm -hmm. about the building. Right. Mm -hmm. See, right there, right there, you were connected to it. I could see it. Like. You have these great tells, by the way, these little noises that you make. I think I've noticed that about you. I'm like, there it is. There she is. Mm. <laughs> See, that's what we call a truth response. <laughs> Just connect you with that. Yeah. You know, that, that which makes you different and which will get you rejected in many ways will very likely be the thing that launches you into the stratosphere, right? If you're willing to go through the, oh shit, it's all falling apart phase. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other things I noticed you talking about that, um, the free, it, it's the frequency it rides on, not the language. So you can mm -hmm. language it as you mentioned, and you're really good at languaging it in a sciencey way. And that I've been playing with that for a while, languaging, the frequency things that I play with and the, you know, in a, in a sciencey way. Cause it's all yes. the same. It's all the yeah. Same. When, when you get good enough at that, I'm glad you brought that up. When you get good enough at that, what happens is first the language needs to be very precise because it will connect you with the frequency. And once you're really in tune, once your instrument is tuned properly, once a minor is a minor, you don't even need the words anymore. Like the words don't matter. So it's this weird thing. They, they matter everything at first, but then, you know, and I'll say this with clients, say, look, don't even listen to what I'm saying right now. It's not about what I'm saying. It's the frequency. Tune into that. And, um, and so it does can transcend. you translate that into recruit? Oh, and I loved your example of tuning into the candidate eight's future 18 months from now. I do absolutely set magical intentions when I take a search and I know it works. I've done it. But how to talk about it with candidates. I'm completely comfortable. I kind of always have done that, but with right. clients, how to even language 
the difference? It's um, it's you know, very tricky. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question because if if you say if you say it too much, so to quote quote unquote too much, you're going to take them out of range and you're just going to be too weird for them, right? So so there can be a potentially Machiavellian thing here where it's not it's not a bait and switch. It's just I'm going to language this in a way that you can actually receive it. Um, I actually had this conversation and I'm working with two branding people because we have a new, we are building a new thing separate from status flow and status flow is taking on a whole new thing. And I have one person for branding and marketing working on that. And then this new thing, uh, I have a completely different person and those two people know each other, but the way I framed it to the, the new person was that, okay, he is doing the the staging of the house to make it look modern and cleaned up and all the kind of things you're the one that's got the like the wicked sex dungeon in the basement that nobody knows about yet right so it's kind of this like it's like it, it's very different um because i just can't present you know you just can't put the dungeon in the living room <laughs> i mean you can but you're gonna scare a lot of people off right so yeah. so it's kind of this ooh, it's dark and scary but i'm i'm interested i'm into that and there's there's no one right way to do this but how do you take your magic as a recruiter and make it comfortable keep yourself authentic enough so that you're not violating yeah. your integrity or sacrificing that and make it palatable to somebody that can lean in where it's where it's a little uncomfortable and they can, and it's still within their tolerances still within their range it's a it's a beautiful dance of art and science it's a dance Mm. And it's really about the culture piece. Right. Mm. I mean, it'll start with like the, the type of client, like the working for like, I don't know, a law firm is going to be a real stretch. It's just, you're going to be pretty far out of range for them in terms of the woo-woo stuff, most of them, right? But somebody that's got some kind of software product or some innovative innovative technology they're going to be a little more open to weird. And that's right? where I'm always at. That's where right. I'm at. It's really so, maybe not even that hard then when I think about it like this. Hmm. Right. So it, it starts with who, who can actually receive this, you know, and, and that's, I think that's how you begin that is finding a client that's in the ballpark, so to speak. Cause if it's too far out of range, they're just not going to get you. They're going to be like, she's a weird girl. I don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and language I would use with that is vibrational visibility. See, and that's that alone is going to be too far out of range for some old school, like some accountant or something. You know, well, I don't work with accountants. I work with scientists, and I work with scientists. Right. I'll tell you the the crossover language, and it's been a language I've always had, is the psychedelic space. Is it definitely right. a crossover language, especially in the Bay Area? And I think candidate clients that you would never guess are consider it pretty sure. People are people are experimenting with that with for innovation, right? And consciousness expansion, and it's it's almost mundane here at this point in in right. in the worlds I operate in. So that might be a language to kind of bridge the gap in a sense. There's a lot of language for the same thing in different realms. Like you can go to the woo woo sect and talk about law of attraction. And then you can go to the, to the scientists and talk about particle physics and how the, you know, these things attract. And it's like, th this is the same thing. It's the exact same thing with completely different orientation and language, but you're talking about the same thing. Okay. Yes. And the same time I put a poll on LinkedIn about, do you think scientists will ever discover 
the part in the brain that creates consciousness, because this was a wager between a philosopher and a scientist. And the, the philosopher won 25 years later. We have not discovered the part in the brain that has consciousness. And of course, right. in my reality, because you're looking in the wrong place, there's never going to be one. That's absurd. Man, oh my God, the responses the scientists gave were unbelievable. Yeah. It was kind of 50-50, a little bit more towards, yes, scientists will find this place in the brain. But some went even farther into AI and that, you know, we're going to not only find that place in the brain, but, you know, create robots with it, you know, way off to the other side of where I live in terms of vibration mm -hmm. and consciousness. And the brain is a little, maybe a receiver, maybe of the mm -hmm. big picture consciousness at best. But you know, all I'm saying is science has its limitations in terms of its materialistic focus. Mm -hmm. So even if you talk what I consider and you talk about quantum physics, photons, you're still going to be at a disconnect from a lot of. Right. You know, it's an interesting thought, right? Like when I was collaborating with the Flow Research Collective, we talked about, you know, where is consciousness in the brain? And it's like, we think it's somewhere in the prefrontal cortex. And it's like, well, really? yeah, but it's like, maybe what if, what if it's not in there at all? What if that's just the dial on the radio? Like, like the DJ, the yes. music is not in the radio. It's just the, the thing that connects you to the signal, right? So maybe, maybe that's what it is, right? Um, yeah, that seems really obvious. Mysteries we're not going to solve today, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems really obvious to me. And it's almost laughable to think that someone would think it's in the brain. But right. yeah, I don't so, know. So now you're in this space and the tool, because I'm all about tools, as you know, that, that I'll offer for you is to find the ways to create a safe enough container so you can stay out of contraction. Right, because you tapped into something pretty big. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't know about that. Let me let me pull back a second. It's like, well, let's not pull too far back. Know mm -hmm. that you are in a completely safe container. That this is a that you're you're moving close to something that seems big. What you're really moving closer to is something that is true. So it it's not about size. The you know our brain, our ego kind of per perceives it as size. It's not about a size. I mean, think of it of a is a groove or something, a lane mm. that you're settling into. Mm. Um, and understand that you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to. This creates a container of some uh, of safety. And that because a lot of times the ego thinks, well, if I if I touch into something and I know it's true or I know it's there or I, I know what's real, then I actually have to engage. So like example means if I, if I know I have to quit my job, but I have no idea how I'm going to make money or I, you know, it's just, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not ready to know that. So I'm not going to let myself know that yeah. or if I'm in a, if I'm in a relationship that I know is terminal and I'm not ready to, to extract myself from it, I'm, I'm just going to blind myself from the truth. So I don't have to deal with it yet because it's out of range for me. If I can go, okay, I I know I don't have to do anything here. In fact, I'm even going to forbid myself from doing anything here. And in that container of safety, now I can at least know what is true or touch the thing and be like, okay, I'm okay touching this, knowing I don't have to grab on for the ride. I can just touch it and, and I'm fine. Yes, that's super comforting. And yes, I'm. it's funny because it's nice 
to, <laughs> to get permission in a sense, because that's yes. kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah give because, yourself permission. Yeah. It, it's, I, I, can, I can run this through any lens. I like to use romantic partnerships and sexuality or whatever, because simply because it's there's a, there's a powerful energy there and because people understand it. Pretty, pretty much all of us have had a relationship of some kind. So, um, you know, it's like, it's like okay to allow yourself to be attracted to somebody knowing you don't have to sleep with them. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and the, the beauty of this is that when you admit to yourself that which is true, the thing that you've been hiding from or not willing to admit, it takes its power of controlling you away. Like if I go into hiding, if I pretend or, and I'm refusing to acknowledge that I'm attracted to that woman, then the chances of that kind of growing in power and drive really expands. And so the more we can honor the truth of something, the less it controls us. Hmm. Yeah. And, and especially when we share it, you know, I've, I've, I've said this to couples too, you know, somebody will come to me and be like, okay, there's this, there's this person at work and I'm powerfully attracted. I'm like, go tell your partner, just go tell, Hey, something's up. I'm really drawn in this direction. And if you have a relationship that's safe enough to have that conversation without being threatening, like what is wrong with you? Like without judgment and fear and all the things it's like, wow, that's okay. Well, let's talk what's going on. The chances that, that the infidelity happened just drops, just exponentially drop. Yeah. 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 The repression makes things grow and out of control. Right. Hmm. So if we don't acknowledge what is there, it's its ability to control us really gains strength. So we need to give ourselves that permission in a container of safety so that we can honor, acknowledge what's going on so that we can navigate, we can process, we can align ourselves. And maybe it takes you in a direction where you make a change and maybe it doesn't, right? Mm. Yeah, it's the share it part that I felt like a little pressure with. But you have to have a safe yeah. container. You, you, you've got to create a relationship with whoever it is, whether it's a best friend or whatever, like you need a safe container to, to share this. Um, you know, and there's a lot of this, I know like Stan Tatkin talks about the couple bubble and, you know, the, and I love Stan. He's fantastic. I, I send people to Stan. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, and that's, that's not easy to do. We're not really trained in what, what is a safe container in, you know, relationship what does that really look like and what do we need to create that what are the tools what are the conditions circumstances elements what you know how do we define a safe container mm-hmm. if you have one if you really have one it's it's it becomes a very powerful partnership mm-hmm. or team or group or whatever like it so that's what I'll invite you to do over the next, you know, few days or even couple of weeks is give yourself that permission to touch into that which is true, to play around with, you know, wow, the magnitude of this or the power, of the the deepening into it, knowing you don't have to change a damn thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like. Yeah, it. you're much lighter. I can see it, and you're like, oh, that's so relieving. You're actually really relieved right now. I can see I'm that. very relieved right now. Yeah, it feels good. Awesome. Yeah, that's a really beautiful space right there. Mm. 
It's good. There's a little bouncing back and forth between your head and your, <laughs> there's a little ping, there's a little bit of pinball going on. I can see it. I'm like rocking on my chair a little bit. It feels good. Just good. Me. Yeah. That's actually really good. I'll do a lot of that too. I'll do a lot of swaying and rocking. Just keep. Yes. I noticed that. Yeah. It's good. It feels good. Yeah. And at the same time, since we last talked, and this is the last thing I'll say is that um, since we last talked, one of the goals of this time that I'm in was to really get in touch with guides more. And I've come a long way with that and really excited about it. Love that. You know, call yeah, it what you will. And it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. I'll just say that it was um, a great milestone for me. That's ah. beautiful. Yeah. feels That feels really good too. And, and it's newer. So it's also, again, it's the getting comfortable with the contours of that. Mm-hmm. and what um and just just being with it right and just notice how it feels in your body right call it guides and or intuition or whatever like it comes in many flavors but but when you tune in to how does that feel in my body how does that land you know that is the greatest thing about it is that i haven't um usually been able to be a feeling intuitive but i can feel these things very much now and especially when something's true in the heart and it's super exciting to me. And getting that zing before I'm going to do like a tarot card or something, like getting an absolute affirmational power surge. Got it. Love it. Well, what else can we do for you today? I mean, I love where you're at. You're in a really great space. Yeah, I'm in a good space. I'm in a good space. It's been a good kind of six weeks went fast. But yeah, I think I'm good. Awesome. Well, if there's anything we can do to support you, you know where to find us. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything we can do to support you, you also know where to find us. Statusflow.net forward slash mindfuck. You can get on our podcast and get unstuck, disentangled, and moving forward in whatever it is you want to achieve. Statusflow.net. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye.